calling all aspiring investment professionals. Get a leg up on the competition. Final registration for the August CFA exam ends on May 14th. Register now to secure your spot. The CFA designation is a gold standard in the investment world, opening doors to high-powered careers and impressive salaries. Head over to cfainstitute.org to register. Don't wait. Take control of your finance career today. Welcome to the Take 15 podcast. I'm Lauren Foster, and this is the weekly series where we sit down with best-selling authors, leading researchers, and successful practitioners for a short conversation about what's top of mind. Today's guest host is Heather Packard, and in this episode, she talks with Christiane Saint-Amour, an executive coach and leadership development specialist about leadership presence and emotional intelligence. We hope you enjoy this conversation. Hello, and welcome to another edition of Career Conversations. I'm Heather Packard, CPD Director of Business and Soft Skills, and I'm joined today by Christiane Saint-Amour. Christiane is an executive coach and leadership development specialist with expertise in executive placement, career transition, executive coaching, leadership development consulting, running corporate coaching initiatives, and succession planning. Christiane, thanks for joining me today. Thanks for having me, Heather. It's a pleasure. So we'll get right into it. Um, what is leadership presence to you, and why is this concept so important no matter what role one is in? That's an excellent question. If we were going to distill leadership presence down to a few sound bites, mm -hmm. I would say that it has a lot to do with our ability to connect, our ability to engage, and our ability to influence. So one of the things that we do as people is that we have a, a strong desire and need to achieve. So as we go about our career and we continuously get more responsibilities and we, we go forward and we get different roles and we become leaders, we're often not told it's not about what you can get done anymore, it's about what you can get done through other people. Mm. So we need to make that shift that leadership is really about how we're influencing our teams cross-functionally, our clients, even upwards. So leadership presence has a lot to do with our ability to connect with others, to engage with them and to influence them to get to that end state or that ultimate outcome that we're looking for. It's a critical component in success today. Awesome. And how can one go about developing leadership presence and building personal influence, whether that's within or outside one's organization? Well, one of the things that we need to be very conscious of is that we all have a brand or a reputation. And if we're not managing our brand or reputation, someone else is managing that for us. And that's a risky proposition. We get so focused on achieving and performing and getting those end results for our organizations or our clients that sometimes we forget about the fact that we've got to work, we've got to work on our own personal brand. Mm. So leadership presence has a lot to do with that as well. You know, Maya Angelou, noted author and poet, uh, she's very famous for saying a lot of different things, but one of my favorite quotes is, People will forget what you've done and they'll forget what you've said, but they will never forget how you've made them feel. So in leadership, we have a choice. We can get things done by force and by being directive, and sometimes that's appropriate. Mm -hmm. But more often than not, we're hearing a lot more about resilience, about mindfulness, about gratitude, mm -hmm. about how to be an influential leader and move people in the directions that we want them to move to without being that force and directive leader which is so popular of times past. Mm -hmm. So working on that brand, developing that influence, mm -hmm. understanding 
how to appeal to people and how to tap into what is driving them to influence them and move them in certain directions, that takes skill and that's leadership presence. And so you've, you addressed this a little bit in the first question, but um, what ways does this leadership presence change over the course of one's mm -hmm. career? How is it different from you know, early career to mid to even senior levels? Well, I'd like to think that we mature as we, <laughs> as we grow in our careers, that we understand that it is less about us and more about you know, our, our social impact at work, uh, and I don't mean being social and, and friendly, I mean mm -hmm. our, our wide-reaching impact, um, what we can get done, being organizationally aware of who the key players are, what the key metrics are, how do we maneuver in that capability. So I think that we, we mature, we better understand that. I think, especially when it comes to women, Dr. Kathleen Reardon has done some very interesting studies on um, what she calls the secret handshake, uh, politics at work. Yeah. And women go through a period where they're very unthreatening and people like to mentor them and bring them along, then all of a sudden they become a little bit more of a threat. Mm. Uh, they become a little bit more confident, a little bit more knowledgeable, a little bit more successful. And being able to manage that transition and to be aware of what's going on and understand that my brand needs to change um, and I need to look at things from a much wider perspective. That's perhaps for women how things change in terms of that leadership presence. For the workforce in general, I think it's about being more strategic. I think it's about mm. understanding what it means to be visionary as a leader, mm -hmm. things that often escape younger professionals as we're trying to climb that corporate ladder. Mm. And do you think it's part of maturity as well because vision is developed a bit with maturity and experience too? It's developed with, with maturity and experience. I think mm. emotional intelligence uh, is a huge component of it. And emotional mm. intelligence, thankfully, is something <laughs> that we can learn and develop mm. if we have the willingness and the desire to become self-aware mm. and to develop those competencies that are going to help us with the emotional intelligence piece. But I think without emotional intelligence, it's very difficult to develop leadership presence. Great segue. Um, and how do you define emotional intelligence? <laughs> and um, you've done a nice job, but how do you further link that uh, concept of emotional intelligence and leadership presence together? Well, emotional intelligence, you know, they've done studies at, at many different universities. Harvard is probably one of the most notable ones mm -hmm. where they've said that up to 95% of the difference between an average performer and a superior performer, whether that's an individual contributor or a leader, has to do with emotional intelligence. It's our ability to connect with other people. So when it comes to EI or emotional intelligence, it is about our ability to delay gratification. So we need to be able to assess our own emotions and feelings about a certain situation, assess the other person's emotions or feelings or the, the people involved, and assess the situation and choose the right, most strategic course of action. So that ability to delay that gratification and not go for the easy response, the reactive response, that's emotional intelligence in action. Mm -hmm. So the way that we can further link this with leadership presence is that the more emotionally intelligent we are, the more resilient we are, the more we're thinking strategically, the more we're using what we call our executive brain. Mm -hmm. David Rock has done some very interesting work on the executive brain that's worth reading about, uh, the more that we can call upon what behaviors, what competencies, what actions can we put into place to have an impact moving forward and to be meaningful for the other people that are there as well. You know, um, a wise leader once said that if you know your vision, but you can't articulate it, you're only allowing other people to watch you execute.
Mm-hmm. Having emotional intelligence and leadership presence, being able to connect, being able to engage and influence, allows other people by communicating what that vision is and articulating it to engage in that and be part of it and come with you and help you execute and achieve those great results. If you can't articulate it, you can't necessarily even execute the vision, right? That's correct. <laughs> even if we have a general idea, if we can't articulate it, then how can we move forward? Yeah. So what in practice do you think it means to be an emotionally intelligent leader? Just wrapping, linking all Mm. those back together. In practice, I think it means being thoughtful. Mm. I think it means being resilient. Mm. I think it means being very nimble and agile in the moment. So one of the things that I like to focus on sometimes is how our thoughts and emotions play on top of each other. We become a very reactive led workforce whether we're a leader or individual contributor, where if you ask any given professional, how many burning fires are you trying to put out at a given time? They kind of roll their eyes and say, oh, there's, there's quite a few. That's a reaction. So if we can stop in the moment and say, how can I think about this differently? Delaying the gratification of jumping in and solution. If we can say, how can I think about it differently? Then what we're doing is we're going into a more cognitive, proactive-based approach. Let me give you an example. Sometimes in meetings, We'll ask a question of somebody, and it's a pretty deep or significant question. And you're waiting for a response, but all you're ever doing is you're allowing the person to react to what you've just said. You're not giving them time to be proactive, to think about it, Mm. to participate in that conversation. You're only ever getting a reaction. Mm. And a lot of decisions are made based on that, or judgments are made, or brands are assumed, or (laughs) reputations are assumed. So I think being an emotionally intelligent leader who is present means that you're thoughtful, you're resilient, Mm. you can focus on where can I have an impact moving forward, Uh, what does the group or the individual in front of me need versus what do I need. Um, And again, it comes back to that very basic quote from Maya Angelou, people will never forget how you made them feel. So we want to be those leaders that leave a legacy, that leave a positive legacy, and that people will remember. Christiane, thank you so much for sharing your insights with me today. Thank you, Heather. It's been a pleasure. And thank you for watching. If you enjoyed today's episode, please consider rating and reviewing us on iTunes or wherever you're listening. We'd love to hear your thoughts, and it helps others find the show. Also, a quick reminder, this podcast isn't intended to provide expert advice on the topics we covered. If you need tax, accounting, or legal advice, please consult a professional. I'm Lauren Foster. Thanks so much for listening.